Hey everyone, and welcome to the Why in Your Twenties. This is Fifi Nat here. We are two counselors in our twenties, navigating our adulthood away from our home country. This is where we explore questions that might come across in our twenties, including relationships, identities, and all kinds of uncertainties. Some topics will be fun; others can be a bit scary and uncomfortable. But sit with it, because that's actually when we learn and grow. Just a friendly reminder: the information presented in this podcast is for general information purposes only. If you are struggling, please seek professional help. We might not have everything figured out yet, but together we can make this journey less lonely and scary. So, welcome, welcome on board and let the journey begin. Welcome back, everyone. How's everyone doing? I'm doing good. You're doing good. Yep.、Uh, actually, it's pretty good week. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. It feels very eventful. Productive. Yes. Very、How、productive.、So? I was just gonna say I don't know why, but I feel very productive. I have something to do every day, and it feels like not only something to do every day. It's like something new to do every day. Ah.、Oh. It's like you're acquiring new stuff, new knowledge, new skills, and everything. Are you trying new things lately? Not actively.、Yeah. Like it's it wasn't my intentions to try new things, but yeah, so pretty good. I I would say that's good. Sounds like a eventful week for you. Yeah.、Hmm. Yeah, but I think what you said, productive, is a better word for it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you got pushed. It's not you initiated, but like it's just.、There. I think gently pushed, gently just poked, and then I walk that way. <laughs> Are you like a balloon or something? <laughs> yeah, just release, and then I just go wherever I want. <laughs> it's like you're so light that you just poked, and then you just go in one direction. Yeah, exactly. That's my week. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. What about yours? Mine is a quiet week. I think I'm too socialized last week. And this week, I kind of want to just stay home and chill. That gives me more time to think. And I recently thinking of starting meditation or like yoga, but it's not like in the near future. Like it's more, I just want to get into the habit of doing mindfulness and meditation. It would be nice to have something different other than、um, doing therapy every day, and maybe moving forward. Doing something different and trying new things,、yeah. and I think that's why it's very important to have those time to yourself as well. Because it's good to socialize at some point, but also having some time to yourself and thinking and reflecting as well is really good to restart. Not restart, but like what's the word? Recenter, refocus. Recenter, refocus. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my dictionary. <laughs> Jumping into this week topic, you probably see our title. What are we talking today? We're talking about feeling stuck, and we do mention about suicide in this episode. So if you do feel like it's a topic that will trigger you, please refrain from this episode and not listen to it and skip this episode. And you can always come back to this episode when you're ready and you're completely ready to go through the content of suicide and topic of suicide. So yeah, let's get back to the episode. We often feel stuck in our lives. Too often, I would say, but it's really how we kind of approach it as well. And I think it's very 
new, especially for us that are in our early 20s as well. Like it's still the early phase where we go into teenage years and those all those big emotions and you starting to have a bit more freedom or like opportunity to make your own choices that you kind of would experience more ambivalence between whether I should do this or do that and sometimes it can be very stuck. Do you feel it's like this for you? I would actually argue against that because every age you have that thing that you have to overcome and if you don't overcome, you become stuck. Yeah, I I think absolutely agree. Like at different age stage, you kind of experience like all kind of situation that you're feeling stuck. But I just feel, I don't know, I feel like teenage years or like early 20s, you are more conscious and it's the first feel events that you are more conscious of like I don't remember when I was young and obviously I have experienced those but I think if you need to ask me what's the first memory of feeling stuck I would say like maybe after 10 years old again like teenage years you have just start developing those big emotions as well so I feel like it will be more it's not significant but more impactful impactful I am her dictionary Ah, you are (laughs) (laughs) and I like sometimes you kind of get what I'm saying as well it's more impactful in their early 20s at least for me I'm just speaking for myself as well I think I agree with you in the sense where you're more conscious of it you're more aware of it and I think like I agree that it's more impactful when these experiences of feeling stuck it's more impactful during our teenage years and in our 20s because we are actually kind of experiencing that because our teenage years it's a quite a recent experience for us and then the 20s is what we're experiencing now Mm. that's why at this moment we feel like it's so impactful it's like the most eventful thing like most impactful thing yeah because we're still in that stage yeah definitely but yeah I I do think that we experience more of these or different areas of feeling stuck in our 20s because we don't actually know what's the most important to us right now so we're, we're feeling stuck in a lot of different areas yeah because we're still choosing and the good thing is we build resilience through it Mm, yeah definitely so that's how amazing we are but to be honest it's such a scary topic to share out to the public as well it is (laughs) oh you 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 don't have anything else to say i'm just scared Mm, i know i am on the same page i think even when we're preparing for it i usually don't prepare much Mm. for other episodes because i know i'll be able to find something to say during when we are recording so i don't have to plan much around it but then when this topic was discussed i was a bit panicking inside i was like okay just a bit (laughs) internally a bit externally very much Mm. (laughs) yeah so it's just a bit scary to say the least, for today, we really want to focus on sharing two of our experiences of feeling stuck. One is the one that we feel like is the most impactful. And one is the most, I guess, recent, relatively recent one. Maybe we can start with the most memorable one. Do you want to share that? Yeah. Wow, you're very happy with it. I mean, that's just how I mask it. I think my f- most memorable one is definitely when I was in high school. I think I've shared briefly around how I'm struggling around my mental health, especially in high school period. And now looking back, 
I'm so thankful and grateful for that whole experience. But when you're in a very stuck situation, it is very dark. So I think there's no like a single event that contributes to this very stuck situation. But I would describe myself in a black cave during those years. I can't really see lights coming through it. It's very dark. And I think there's several events that kind of pushed me further into that cave and I couldn't walk out. Several friendships fall out and academic-wise, I think there's a lot of change around. And there's a lot of stress around. You need to get a good grades and to get into uni. Like your future all depends on your academics as well. A lot of self-esteem and self-identity confusion or like struggles around that time as well because I was studying in like a elite class and everyone is like really good in the academics and I'm I don't I feel like I don't fit in to that environment I feel like I'm always failing some of my quizzes and everyone is like really good and study really hard and I feel like I'm never good enough to that point I just give up myself I'm like oh whatever it is what it is. And I think when you're down, if you don't know how to really communicate your emotion, it can really damage relationship as well. So I think I have several friendship fallout because I don't know how to communicate how I am feeling and I don't know how to express as well. And the opposite party feels very frustrated because they're like, I don't know what's going on. And fair enough, absolutely, that no one deserves to be treated that way. So I have several friendship fallout. I feel really stuck no matter what I do that's just ends up being bad and I have a few really close friends that I constantly have arguments with and not really good relationship so you feel like going to school is no fun like it's just sad the whole time and yeah like if you ask me now what exactly I'm stuck in I don't even know but I just know I'm stuck and I don't know what it looks like to feel better you know sometimes when we ask people so how can you tell if you're better i can't tell you because i don't know i'm i'm just stuck i can't see anything so yeah i think that's the the situation that i'm very stuck and now looking back i would say i'm very depressed at that time so it comes to the worst part where i'm stuck in that cave for like one year and i start having suicidal thoughts I didn't know that suicidal thoughts until I'm studying psychology because I just feel like it makes sense because I'm feeling down. I have these feelings and no one taught us about it at all at school. So I remember one day that I'm really down and I have that suicidal thoughts and I have plans in my mind. And luckily, not only luckily, but I'm super thankful till now that one of my friends said, oh, you look quite down today. Like I can see from your facial expression and what's going on. And I immediately like, not burst into tears, but like I, I kind of hold it to myself. Like, I don't really like to show people how I feel, even though I'm quite easy to read. <laughs> but I think till now, I'm still very thankful because if that friend didn't ask me that, I don't know how I can get out and I think it's that one moment that when that friend asked me what's going on I feel like there's some light in that cave gone in like it's not dark anymore and even though nothing has been resolved you are not alone and there's hope in it 
I think till now I'm still emotional talking about it because it's such a memorable situation and I'm forever thankful for all the people that support me along the way and pull me out. Yeah, really thank thank you for sharing that story. Thank you for hearing. Because it's, like, I can tell that it's it's very important to you, the story. It really makes a very big part of your life. It makes who you are right now. And going back to your story, it really feels like that. As you said, like, even even with the miracle question, you didn't know, you, you didn't have an answer for it because you don't know what you want. You don't know what you're actually working towards. You just know that you're in this state where, like, your parents didn't understand you. Your friends didn't understand you because of, I guess, arguments and fallouts and everything. So it's not only the fact that it was, and grades as well. So it's not only the self-esteem part, but also that you're in this state and you have no one that actually understands you. And when that friend said to you, you look a bit down today, it finally feels like, hey, maybe there is hope that someone out there will understand what you're going through, even though you yourself might not be aware of it at that moment. Absolutely. Oh, I start crying now. Like It's just, it's very dismissing if no one understands you and they are frustrated because they don't know what's going on. And I am frustrated because you guys don't understand what's going on and because we don't know how to communicate because at that time I lack awareness of what I'm, I'm going through. Even though I know how to communicate, I don't know what to say. So again, even though we keep saying awareness, it seems like we just stop in awareness, but simply having that awareness is very important. Yeah. I actually saw a Facebook post yesterday when I'm scrolling, and the post is about a diver sank to the bottom of the pool and the coach realized that, oh, she has been staying down there for a bit longer than usual. And the coach immediately jumped down and saved her. And apparently that athlete is unconscious and don't have the energy to seek help. So if the coach did not notice the diver has been there for a bit longer, she would have drowned. So the person who posted this changed it to an analogy. She said, when you are under too long... Who are the people that will look for you? Notice and dive in to pull you out to the surface when you lose your strength to swim. Who are the people that would do that for you? And can someone count on you to be that person that would go looking and notice when they are under too long? Diving in to support them when they are all out of fight and feel to swim in these turbulent waters we call life. Just wow. I mean, I'm... Never focalize my gratitude towards that friend. I think it's just I don't even know where to start. But I think I'm truly thankful for the support over the time. I think I wouldn't able to do so if I'm all alone. So yeah, thank you. That's it. That's it? Yeah. Anything else you want to share? No, that's it. Are you good? How do you feel? I actually, to be honest, I shared it to you, Tissue. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I shared shared to you last time and I actually feel a bit more closure and I share it now again I feel like it's more closure but I don't know don't know how I feel but I'm glad I shared it I'm very thankful that you shared it with not only me but also with through this podcast as well because I think a lot of people can resonate to it 
And it just breaks my heart seeing how many people commit suicide lately. Not just lately, I think it's like an ongoing thing as well. And I really resonate with them because I'm just making a huge assumption here, but a lot of people struggle to feel heard and feel like no one understood them. And if you're in a dark cave, you keep asking for help but no one answered you, it's quite hopeless. It is. Yeah. So don't underestimate how powerful a question can be. If you notice something around your friend, that's really no harm by asking, are you okay? So your friend was the coach for you in that analogy. And now you can also be the coach for other people as well. So it really is a cycle and it keeps helping other people, helping even more and more people to realize that they're really not alone. Someone out there can understand you and will understand you. And they want to understand you. Yeah. So yeah, that's my most memorable stuck situation that I still cry every time talking about it. And it's, and it's fine. Even if you cry, I think it just tells you that how impactful it is. It's not really crying doesn't determine if you yeah. overcome it. And, and I think my tears is also happy tears on how much I have come through. And there's a saying about there is a crack in everything. That's how the lights come in. And I think it's just described my cave situation. And I can finally see the lights coming through. Yeah. I hope it's not too many analogy. <laughs> I think that's fine because it, it, it's really your story, your experience yeah. and how you relate to it. Mm. So yeah, what's yours? <laughs> what's your most memorable stuck situation? Um, I think it's quite quite similar. Yeah, it's hard to know where to start. Eh? You really don't know when it actually starts. It's like, okay, you're walking into that cave. Because there's still light, right? So you don't really know. But I'll say it started after I graduated from high school. When I graduated from high school, I didn't know where I would be going to uni. Obviously, I didn't get into Hong Kong unis because my grades are very below average. It's also very competitive. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't know. I, I can't tell you what I applied for. I honestly did not give it much thought. And I didn't know what I wanted to study either. So I was pretty lost. Parents being parents, they help you. They help you find at least some sort of pathway, even though it might not be the most correct one. And there never is anyways. So yeah, I came to Australia and it felt very hopeful. It's like, oh, like there's a destination, like there's something that I'm working towards. When I came, I thought everything would be different. I'll be finally fulfilled, content with my life, with everything that's going on in my life because I got to study overseas and that's really an amazing experience as well. But I just felt stuck every day. I questioned like, what am I doing here? I'm studying something that I don't enjoy. I don't have I had friends, but they weren't like close friends. It's just people that you, like a very surface level relationship. I think using the same analogy is really like just keep walking into the dark cave. And I don't know, as you said, I have no idea what I'm working towards. Like, I don't know what will make me feel better. What will make me see the light. Every day, it just keeps getting darker and darker. During the whole experience itself, I was very unaware like I did not have awareness it's just now looking back that's what I was doing I was really every day I'd walk into that darker cave one step at a time like you I started having suicidal thoughts too till now I I will be very reluctant to identify those as suicidal thoughts just because it's not like 
I feel like it's not a very traditional suicidal thought. It was just me in my bedroom praying, saying, Oh God, I don't, I don't want to wake up in the morning. I just want you to take me back when I go to sleep. And that's it. I didn't know I wanted to die at that moment. It was just more like, ah, I wanted to be free. I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, I just wanted sense. to be free from everything. And I just kept saying that every day when I couldn't go to sleep, which was every day. I didn't have to go to uni. I didn't have to go to classes. They weren't mandatory. I didn't, I didn't leave my bedroom. Like, I only to pee and get water. That's it. And food. Like, the essential stuff. And it felt like every day was just getting dimmer and dimmer. And I stayed like that until I graduated, basically. Because I graduated, I went back to Hong Kong. When I went back to Hong Kong in 2019, I started a one-year master course. And then because of a lot of stuff that was going on in Hong Kong, I couldn't go to the campus itself. So I did it online as well. It feels like that little hope got taken away from me again because I was still stuck at home. And I, I don't know where or how or when precisely, but I think for me, it was really the way I asked for help was when I went back to Hong Kong, I started going to church again. And I think that kind of helped me in finding some meaning to life. And that was my way of having that little light through the cracks. And now actually looking back, I don't think anyone in my life actually knew I was going through that. And it's actually, it's quite impressive, you know? <laughs> I don't know if something that we should be proud of. <laughs> it's, it's quite impressive, you know? Like, the people that you live with, the people that you see every day in, in Brisbane, they don't know. And then when I went back to Hong Kong, my family, they didn't know. And it's so scary how easy we can mask and hide from people. And how many people out there is being unseen. And I think at that time, I just wanted to be the coach in your analogy. I didn't want to be the swimmer who is drowning. I think it was really the pride that I have and the shame that I have. The external world really tells me that you have so much in your life already. What do you have to be sad about? There are so many people out there. They don't have a roof over their head. They don't have family. They don't have friends. They don't have anything in their life. But I have so much in my life. Why are you not satisfied with the stuff that you have? And I think because of this, I'm, I think I realized and learned that really nothing in the world can satisfy those needs. Not enough money can make a person happy. Not enough friends can make a person happy. Not enough fame. Not enough, like a lot of these stuff. It's not going to make a person be content with where they are at. For me personally, it's really the relationship I have with God and being a Christian, knowing that I have a meaning in life to share his love with other people. Only that really gives me the purpose and gives me the sense of contentment with my life. So it's not you're rich in money, but you're rich in your heart. Yeah, that I'm able to have because of God. That's for me personally. And I think that's how I approach this stuckness that I felt over the years is really using my way of asking for help. And I'm very thankful for this experience itself. Or else I think I would still be out there trying to... For me, money was never a thing, but very privileged of saying that. But I think for me, it was family and friends. I kept chasing for that. I wanted more friends. I wanted to have a quote-unquote perfect family, perfect friendships and everything. 
but you can never be perfect enough. It's never enough. Thank you for sharing. And what would you say living in the dark cave looks like to you? What's putting me in that, keeping me in that cave? Yes. I think it really goes back to what I was sharing is that I feel like my life was very unimportant, you know? I'm not, anything that I do is not enough anyways. So why bother doing it? I think in that way, I just kind of just gave up in anything that I do. And would you say you have walked out of that cave now? I think, um, to be completely honest, I would say the cave expanded. I'm still walking out of that cave. Maybe now it's not a cave. It would be like um, a bigger cave. <laughs> no, like it, like you get what I mean. Like it's maybe if I don't use the analogy of a cave, maybe it was a hut, but then now it's like a mansion. So like there's do you still, feel like there's more room to breathe? Yeah, there's a lot more room to breathe. There's a lot more hope. There's a lot more light. A lot more purpose in mm, life. Mm. A lot of meaning. But I think it, in that mansion. There will still be a little hut, and I still have to learn how to not be sucked into that. But it's through because my foundation is in the relationship with God, praying and identifying why what the negative thoughts are that's pulling me into that little hut, and in identifying those and using God's word to fight back to the specific thoughts that I'm having. That really helps. It gets easier. It really takes practice to do that. At first, it feels very unnatural. Like you know, like the exercise of oh, you can find it positive thought or like something positive to fight back the negative thoughts. It's very unnatural to do so in the beginning, and it takes a few times to feel like okay, it it's helping. It's still unnatural, and then it slowly gets into the sense where it just comes a bit more. I'm using the word natural again, but it it just comes easier, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so it again is the awareness and also your coach, which would be God and the skills that you have to not just only aware of it, but how to tackle it if you end up got sucked in. But yeah, yeah, I think even throughout the experience itself, I I think it's not only God, but also there's a lot of coaches in my life, a lot of friends, a lot of like my family as well. Like they still unknowingly become that coach. For me, mm, mm. and I sometimes I I think I overlook those coaches and forget to be grateful for them as well. Yeah, so that is really my story, and I honestly I haven't shared so much in detail with anyone. So do I. I think you are the first one. Thank you. That hear it, and the second will be the audience. <laughs> I feel very privileged to hear that, to know that about you. I guess also how I feel safe as well, sharing and being vulnerable because being vulnerable is never an easy thing, and you never expect what the other person would say as well. And I'm just speaking of myself with my past experience. How many people have dismissed my calling for help, and I don't blame them because it's hard. Like if I don't study psychology, if I haven't gone through. This experience, I wouldn't know what it feels like, and everyone have their own experience, so it's never the same. And it's not just the other person, but also whether I have that awareness again to express what I'm feeling. So I can only share it now because I have fully understood what's going on back then. That now I feel like it's time for a little closure. Yeah, I think it really does 
take time to have that closure. And it's okay if you feel like you're still in that cave. That's lights coming in, but that's not the end. It still takes me one to two years to walk out of that cave in my situation. So don't rush. Give yourself all the time that you need. So if you are having suicidal thoughts or you know someone who is, please seek help. If you're in Australia, the lifeline helpline is one three one 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 four, and if you're in Hong Kong, it is two eight nine six four zeros. Yeah, I think really just also take care of yourself as well. I think it's never enough to say that there really is hope. Not only from our experiences, but from a lot of people's experience, lived experience, that they can vouch for the fact that there is a way out. There are people who can actually understand you, but in order to understand you, you have to ask for help. You need to find your coach to pull you out if you have no energy to do so. Even for us, I think it's a bit tiring to share our experience as well, and we are very aware that our story is actually quite long. We shared probably too much in detail, but it's okay. I think it, as long as it will allow other people to resonate with it, and I think it also gave us some closure as well. But yes, aware of the time, and we're still gonna share our most recent experience of feeling stuck. But we're gonna do that in another episode, so stay tuned and look forward to that as well. And we're gonna go grab a glass of water for self care. And we're gonna watch a lot of movies tonight. Yes, we're gonna binge watch movies tonight. Yep, that's our self care. You know what? For you guys, pick something that you guys enjoy. Do your own self care. And in the meantime, if you wanna follow us on, I'm hungry. <laughs> I can hear. <laughs> Maybe food first and movie. <laughs> Anyways, in the meantime, take care of yourself. If you wanna check us out, our Instagram handle is why in your twenties dot podcast, and it will have our most updated information about the podcast. We'll upload some unreleased content, a lot of drawings, very cute drawing as well. So please support us, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.